This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's good! It's good! It's good! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. We'll take you to the places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, Hakeem got the ball. Turn, picks a flow, and touchdown. Hell is frozen over. Of the 2022 season, it is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Inside Black and Gold. I'm Steve Geller alongside Jeff Nowak sharing our takes on New Orleans Saints football preseason game numero uno this weekend with the Saints playing at Houston. Jeff, are you more excited for our pregame show? uh, First take 3 p.m. Saturday on WWL Radio or seeing the Saints unleash the Northern Iowa assassin Trevor Penning on the Texans? I'm going to be completely honest. I had completely forgotten that I was going to be on the pregame show until you brought it up. So thank you for the reminder. Now I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. The game will be kind of boring, but there's going to be a lot to talk about coming out of it, actually, because, and we're going to get into this, the running back battle exactly, in the preseason right. is going to be fascinating. We're probably not going to see Alvin Kamara or Mark Ingram, but those aren't the guys I need to see. I need to see everybody else. We're going to get into that in the second segment today. We're going to kind of rank who we think is kind of uh, at what level in that kind of four-way race for the third running back spot. Um, and I'd, you know, I'd wrap up Alvin Kamara now. Put him away. You think, you think he's going to make it? You think he's going to make the roster, Alvin? He's, he's made it, and I don't need to see any more. I, I think he's proven that he's he's got yeah, that spot. Wrap him in bubble wrap and uh, move on. But, yeah, and, but before that, we're going to get into a lot about Mike Thomas. Big week, big week for Mike Thomas. Uh, a lot of steps forward. We're going to talk about uh, Tyron Matthew getting into team drills today. That was big. We're going to talk about a beef that has been squashed. We can put it to bed. No one's no one's mad at each other. They're just they're just boys being boys. They're fighting, and then and then they're fine with it. And we're going to talk about that. We talked to Trevor. Pen- we, we didn't talk to Trevor Penning. We talked to Peyton Turner today. It's I have a hard time getting those names right because they have opposite initials. You have you have PT and TP, right? And you're flipping them in your There's head. There's a nickname there. They're going to be best friends, and it's going to be great. So we're going to get into that. And in the in the final segment, we're going to we're going to ask the the burning question that I'm not sure we're going to get an answer to uh, before the end of training camp. Should the Saints pay? Should the Saints break the bank, rather, for C.J. Gardner Johnson for the quote unquote top slot corner in the NFL? I say quote unquote because 
that's what he told us he was. Um, and we're going to get into a lot of that. But first, okay, let's break down what we saw from Michael Thomas this week. And a lot of the fans saw it too, because it really started on Friday with Mike Thomas getting into one-on-one reps for the first time. As we record this, it was a day ago. And he finally got into those one-on-one reps. He had previously worked in seven-on-sevens, then got a day off. And we were talking... We keep, I, I keep asking DA, you know, okay, what's the latest? What's the latest? What's the latest? And uh, this is the second time now that he has said pretty soon or soon, and soon has meant tomorrow morning. Um, so keep that in mind. We've Which is a big that. difference, actually, from Sean Payton, because I remember sooner rather than later with Jarius Bird kept going on forever. We yeah, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it because when someone says soon and they don't give you an actual date or time, you hope that it's soon. And at that it's been established that when Dennis says soon it's tomorrow morning because he took, took part in one-on-ones. We asked him about it afterward. And he said, you know, he's really encouraged with what he's seen. And, you know, Saturday morning, we all got out there and we're like, okay, let's see how much work Michael Thomas gets in. And not only was he in one-on-ones, not only was he in seven on sevens, he was in every single team session for the day. And when you look at a guy who's just had training wheels on this entire camp thus far, we haven't seen in more than a year in a competitive football game. Man, that's just so, so confidence building. Yeah, I told you it was coming sooner rather than later, right? <laughs> yeah, what did you see from him? And how, how, how confidence building is that for him to just be able to get that done this early? Yeah, look, I think good. You know, look, honestly, there's a couple times he ended up on the ground. I think that's, that's all part of the process and building that confidence. You know, um, I think he's in a good mindset right now. I think he looks good physically. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about where he's at. Uh, so is there anything that stood out to you in that answer from DA, uh, Steve? Uh, definitely about, you know, Thomas going to the ground yep. uh, was huge just because of the, the physicality, obviously being able to take the, the hits and actually playing football, not just running routes and being able to cut, but the physicality of the game as well. Right. There's a point where the training wheels have to come off the bubble wrap has to come off and you just have to trust that this guy can go play football and not get hurt, you know? Uh, And that's always to me, the most difficult part of trying to bring someone back from injury, because there's a mental element there where you're just not comfortable with your own body. You're not comfortable with the fact that you can stay healthy. And he did, he, because he took some hits. They were not intentional. Um, There's a, there was a point that he was going up against Quentin Meeks, who is a player that the saints signed today uh, after a tryout, he was wearing number 43 <laughs> and they got kind of tangled up in a seven on seven rep and Mike went down uh, as he went up to catch the ball and he got taken to the ground. And uh, it was like, man, <laughs> you got to be imagining like Pete Carmichael's over there. He's like, if number 43 hurts Mike Thomas on the first day, he is gone. <laughs> like <laughs> he does not have the clout to injure a receiver and uh, survive on this roster. So you had to imagine like, and, and Quentin knows that. <laughs> like, you had to imagine when they went down, he was just like, had his, had his football life flash before his eyes. He finally gets a chance. He's a USFL guy to come and do an NFL roster. And the first thing he does is, you know, accidentally tackle, tackle Mike Thomas. Um, but he was fine. But, but like and, you but, said, that's part of it. That's part of the, the game itself. There, there has to be that physicality element and, and taking off the training wheels. We've seen them doing the quote unquote ramping up process with Mike T. For and, a long time. And, yeah. yeah. And, but they, from what happened in the past with the, whether it's miscommunication with the team, the setbacks from the surgery, I think that they've done everything since the start of training camp has been 
above where I thought Michael Thomas would have been. So I, I think there, there's definitely been a huge positive with him this entire camp. Yeah, and I mean, we went. It, it, it feels like he's been off the field longer than he has been in terms of like, okay, he wasn't out there for OTAs, he wasn't out there for minicamp, and I think there was re- reasonable concern that that those absences would leak into camp. And the fact that they haven't, you know, he's had two two scheduled rest days. He had three days on and a rest day. He had another three days on and a rest day. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see him get another rest day next week. And I think that's going to continue. I don't think that part of the ramp up process is over. Um, but, you know, it's funny because, you know, Mike got up. He was fine after that hit. And like I said, Quentin probably had his life flash before his eyes. But, you know, you had D.A. coming out and being so. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that he's that he's getting the feel for contact. And, you know, so he can get comfortable in that ankle. He's taking routes out of bounds. He's being physical with defensive backs. And we're still grading him on a curve. It kind of struck me today. He had he didn't have a great day of practice in terms of, like, execution. I think he was, you know, this is the first full practice he's gone through, and I think he might have been dragging a little bit by the end of it. But, like, you know, he had a ball, hit him on the hands, and kind of deflect away, and he, he ended up catching it. But that's not a, you know, if you're Mike Thomas in practice, you know that you, he's – He's walking away like, you know, cursing at himself because that's just not up to his standard. He got he got clamped by Bradley Roby uh, downfield. There was a physical play and Bradley got the better of him. Um, and then Jameis just dumped it off to Kamara. You know, and I think if you if you had this practice in 2019, Mike would say it was a terrible day. Um, and, you know, down the road, you might want to see him execute better on some of these routes. But but that's just not what we're going to talk about right now, because, you know, the the most important thing, the only thing that matters is getting him back on the field. And once you do that, then you can start to worry about the results. Do you think we see him preseason game number one? Absolutely or do you, not. Or do you, I, was I don't say think he's even dressed. back more. I don't think he's even dressed for preseason game one. I don't think we see him on the field I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him on the field at all in the preseason. You might see him get a few snaps in one of the games. Um, I, would think kind of get want, I would think you'd want to, and he would want to as well. Obviously, I mean, you've seen how they've operated. You've seen how they've operated. The, like, the ramp-up period would, would have to be one of the preseason games. I, I, I don't need to see like a guy like Kamara. I know what he's got already and is ready to we go. Know, we know what Mike's got. Well, we just don't want to see him get hurt in the preseason when, in a game that doesn't matter. I just want to see him get acclimated more to football speed and being more of that physical guy he can be. I mean, I think he's going to be less involved week one, maybe week two, than he would be normally. But that's part of the reason you brought in Jarvis. So you can have that kind of premier, you know, possession receiver that lets you be a little patient with Mike Thomas. I don't think you see him for more than maybe one series the entire preseason. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm not saying you're going to play him like a whole quarter, but I would definitely want him at least to get in a series just, just to get back into the field because it's, it's been, it has been so long for him. For sure. You know, one guy who I think we will see in the preseason um, is Tyron Matthew, who he's another guy who got into full 11s today. Um, and, you know, he's a veteran. He's a guy who you probably – you know, I say today we're recording this on Saturday, just to be clear. He's a guy who you probably would say, you know, he doesn't need to play in the preseason in, in most seasons this year. I don't think that's true. I think you need to get him on the field with Marcus May so that you can start to build that that communication, that kind of that kind of camaraderie in the secondary. Because, you know, we saw a couple of years ago when the Saints brought in Malcolm Jenkins and he was trying to 
He was trying to kind of gel with Marcus Williams. If you remember the early in the 2020 season, he was just big play after big play after big play. The Chargers game stands out where, you know, Mike, Mike Williams was just, just dunking on him. And, uh, that's something you don't want to see this year. The Saints need to start well, I think, this season. And you can't be trying to make up for 70-yard bombs over the top of your head. You know, and I think that these are two veteran players. They'll they'll gel. They'll coalesce pretty quickly. But you do want to see them in the preseason and get that kind of live game. Like, I think seeing that in live game action is far more important than, you know, trying to get some reps out of Mike Thomas because that's just – a huge part of the secondary that's changing. You don't know what it's going to look like and you need to see it in game action. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was definitely something for me heading into this camp that was high on my list of things I wanted to see was the just the communication going on in the secondary because of how locked down I felt when Malcolm Jenkins came in along, you know, his work, obviously, with Marcus Williams and just getting everybody in that secondary on the same page because you were mentioning those so many long ball opportunities, the busted plays, busted coverage we're seeing guys having their hands up you know, you know, pointing at one another kind of thing. And right. I felt like him retiring was a, was a big, bigger hit than maybe most people realize because of that aspect, not just obviously the talent on the field, but also the leadership and communication to everybody. But I, I loved what uh, Taran Matthew was saying that, you know, he knows he's got to, to get on the same page with these guys. And one of the things is that he learned um, from his days in, with the Arizona Cardinals, playing with guys like Patrick Peterson and Calais Campbell over there was that bond, not only on the field, but off of it. Off and field, that, yeah, that that's so key too. And I, and I, I know that, that that's going to be really something that is going to take time, obviously, but I'm pretty confident they're going to get on the same page, but you, you definitely want to see that in the preseason because it is fresh. We got two new starting safeties. Yeah. I think it, I think you make a good point, which it kind of feels like, you know, Malcolm Jenkins retiring, you just slot Tyron in there and and you're fine. But, you know, that's a more significant change than that. You know, it's it's not just because Tyron is a 10 year veteran doesn't mean that that kind of just camaraderie is there from the jump. You know, you got to right. build that. And not even talking about obviously, you know, everyone says the honey badger is this. I'm not going to say he's not better at taking the football away than Malcolm Jenkins, but it's just the bond, the the, the camaraderie and just knowing knowing that guy next to you so well that you kind of steps ahead. Like you it's you're, you're both playing chess instead of checkers out there, obviously. They're also Everybody. different players. I mean, they're, you know, Malcolm later in his career, at least was more of a pounder. He's more of a, more of a strong safety. Right. And so you don't have those defined roles this year. And that's going to be another thing that you want to figure out is uh, as, as DA says, and it's a buzzword, multiplicity, you know, you're going to see Tyron and Marcus both playing strong, both playing free, not at the same time. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna switch back and forth, try to confuse the offense a little bit, try to gain an edge. And I think that's something you gotta, you got to practice. you got to work on that. Um, one guy we have not seen out at camp, 
and I also would be stunned if we see him in any preseason games, is Marcus Davenport. We actually heard from Ryan Nielsen today, and he had, um, I don't want to say an answer. <laughs> I don't want to say a timeline, but he said words. And inkling. Um, and, and to be fair, before we get into this, Marcus Davenport has been working. We have seen him. He's doing his, he's rehabbing, quote unquote rehabbing. They say it's more about conditioning than health, which is good. And I think you're just trying to get him healthy uh, and make sure you get to the season with him healthy. Um, but this is what Ryan Nielsen said, had to say today on uh, on Marcus and when to when we might expect him back. And uh, I know we haven't seen Marcus Davenport yet, but yeah. what work is he putting behind the scenes to get ready? And how close is he just in terms of the preparation part that he's ready? So I'll answer the first one, not the second one. All right, so the first one, he's he is doing everything that is asked of him. Um, you know, I see him in the weight room. I see him on the field. You know, he's he's getting back. Um, but I don't – I'm not going to answer the second part of the question. But he's doing what he needs to do, and he'll be back when he's supposed to be back. He'll be back when he is supposed to be back. Week one at Atlanta. Does that mean <laughs> – does it mean week one? I guess it does. That's what um, he should I be back, right? was supposed to be back for training camp. Well, what do I know? Um, but – and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, but you know, Ryan, I, Ryan gave an excellent interview today. We haven't, that's one of the first times we've gotten to talk to him since he kind of ascended into that role. So I don't want to give him too much grief, but that's kind of a tough answer on, on what exactly we're looking at. Like he's doing all the work he's asked, but you know, they won't tell us what work he's asked. They won't give us a timeline. So we're kind of just sitting here waiting. I think he's going to be fine. Um, we're gonna have to wait for Dennis Allen to tell us sooner rather than later, and then he'll yes. be there the next day. <laughs> yeah. Once Dennis says soon, then we can start throwing the party because he'll be on the field the next morning. That's uh, that's that's what we've learned. Um, but we did see Marcus today. We've seen him at camp. He's doing conditioning work, so he's engaged. It's it could be worse. I've been saying I've been saying for a while now. It kind of feels like if you can get seventeen games combined out of. Peyton Turner and Marcus Davenport, that's a win. And because you, you know you have 17 out of Cam on the other side. <laughs> if you can get like nine out of Peyton, eight out of Cam, Marcus, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a win for um, how the Saints have, yes, uh, and as Austin says, don't forget the ramp-up period. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, he's going to come back week one. He's going to be like in one snap and like, oh, we're done. Anyway, no. Um, another another guy too. Uh, what we're seeing from Carl Grandison is somebody that's definitely going to be pushing for some of those uh, snaps on rushing the passer for sure. Because uh, I feel I feel like every uh, every practice he's he's someone that for sure you're taking a note on or stand that that's standing out with his rush. Yes, and his favorite restaurant is Bobby Hebert's. Yes, we actually we interviewed him yesterday, and uh, and Bobby actually talked to him about that. Because he said that last year, it was it was during his interview last year. He's talking about how he was bulking up and eating at this cool restaurant called Bobby Hebert's. And meanwhile, Bobby Abair is standing right next to him, just laughing. Um, and we talked to him yesterday, and and Bobby brought it up because he didn't he never figured out that that was the case. <laughs> and it was like you saw the look on his face was like he was like starstruck. It was hilarious. Um, he had Bobby Hebert right there. Yeah, the great Bobby Hebert right in front of me. Um, his favorite dish is the Mardi Gras pasta. Anyway, good choice. Good choice. Um, but yeah, Carl has been excellent. And I, I think that when we look back at kind of Marcus being absent and Peyton missing a few days early in camp, uh, Peyton Turner, you know, him being able to get those first team reps will be valuable because I think he's going to, yeah. you're going to need to count on him at points 
throughout the season. Um, but speaking of Peyton Turner, we have squashed the beef, okay? There is no beef. First three days of practice this week, and we talked about it in the last pod extensively, we had fisticuffs. We had malarkey. We had anger, anger, just anger, pain. It was bad. Um, Aggression. It was not the case the last three days of camp. DA just lit. <laughs> he lit into him. <laughs> he was mad. Uh, and he, I'm sure he let Trevor have it in the locker room. I'm sure he let Malcolm Roach have it in the locker room. Um, to their credit, you know, JT Gray, who was one of the guys that got in a fight with Trevor that was on Tuesday, um, he brushed it off. It's like, this is just, you know, this is what happens. It's football. Um, Trevor kind of said the same thing about Peyton Turner. And we got to talk about, got to talk to Peyton Turner today. So, you know, I made sure to ask him and, you know, he just laughed it off. And, and like, this is like, like people are going to make a huge deal out of this. They did. Trevor Penning now has this reputation for being this, just this bowler. You know, I guess he already had, and I guess that's not the worst reputation to have as an offensive lineman. You want that kind of edge. But, like, everyone's talking about him. Pat McAfee's talking about it. Pat McAfee loved it, by the way. Um, you know, it's like this national story that Trevor Penning is fighting people in practice. Um, and uh, so this is, what, this is what Peyton Turner had to say on the subject today when I asked him about it. So, Peyton, just to, you know, get to the elephant in the room, obviously the dust up with you and Trevor yeah. made some waves. You know, what, what happened there from what you can explain, and how is that been? Uh, we're just competing. Uh, that's how it gets out here, especially in pads, especially in the trenches. Uh, you know, everybody knows that. Uh, camp's long, camp's hard, uh, camp's physical. So uh, it's just nothing big, just, you know, just two guys competing, nothing big, though. And were you kind of surprised that probably, like, more people were talking about it? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say surprised. I thought it was funny. But, uh, you know, that's just that's Trevor. But, I mean, he's just competing, uh, playing, playing hard, and uh, just a learning just a learning element to it as well. But seen it a little bit prior to us getting pads on that he was, uh, you know, through all the way through the whistle. But, I mean, that's just him competing uh, and just playing hard. So it is, it is what it is. I don't think it's any big deal. Just... Like I said, just an aspect of learning to practice with, you know, your teammates. And I think, I think that last bit was, was the, the biggest kernel of truth in, in, that, in that answer. You know, I, I do think genuinely that none of these players are mad at each other. I think, uh, you know, they got the point they needed to get across. They're not going to back down from each other, whatever. Um, but that last sentence, you know, it's, it's a learning thing. It's learning how to practice with your teammates Right. And because the, the issue was not, okay, Trevor is doing anything that would get you thrown out of a game or even get you a penalty in a game. He's just blocking his teammates like their opponents. And your, your teammates are going to take umbrage to that because they don't want to be put in situations where they could get hurt in practice. And if you're Peyton Turner, you missed a, a vast majority of your rookie season trying to deal with, with injuries, trying to get healthy. And the last thing you want to be dealing with is another just stupid injury early in camp because this 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 jagweed rookie is just trying to prove a point, <laughs> you know. And so that's why you get you get heated, you get on the field. But Peyton, if you I've talked to Peyton a few times now, you know, I talked to him in the offseason, I talked to him in mini camp, I talked to him now. He is the one of the most easygoing, you know, personalities you'll ever find. Like when I asked him about it, he's just this huge smile across his face. Like he does not care uh, about this fight any more than he has to. And I think we can just stop talking about it now. I think with Peyton Turner though, it's like everybody secretly likes the bad guy and they want to see more kind of thing uh, with him. Obviously I think it is funny. You look at social media 
there's so many fight videos going around about Peyton Turner. And I really think that, you know, we see, we hear about Michael Thomas practicing like he plays. So the, we're seeing that also from Peyton Turner. So it's kind of, it's hard for him to take it down that notch, even though it is, you're going against your own teammates. I understand obviously where he's coming from because you're taking every rep like that Super Bowl rep kind of deal and he's giving it his all and just, that's just his game. That's why I, I'm, I'm really looking forward obviously to the joint practices against the Packers to see w- what Penny see how many there. people try to fight Trevor Penning. Exactly. It's going to be like NFL Fight Club in Green Bay. And I think he'll get he'll get applauded if that's the case. Right. Sure. Everyone will be like, okay, who can gang up and take the big guy down? Well, we're going to hit the break on that note. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the running backs that aren't named Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, because there are a lot of them. And I still don't know what to make of it. Stick around. <laughs> 